Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 39, and if you count all of them, that's 139. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. Craig, how you doing? I'm doing okay. So I we did... are back. Hmm? Go ahead. I was say, I did some baking today, so I'm all right. And, and yet none but of like, it is at actual my Actual baking, like cookies and bread, not the other kind of baking. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. <laughs> um, so did you make this stuff from scratch? The bread, yes. The cookies, uh, no. It was store-bought cookie dough that in little balls that I just baked. Okay, fair enough. Still more than I did today. Um, so we are back because, well, everybody's still under house arrest. Um, we have kind of gone off schedule during this thing. Just when there's news, we cast. So I'm going to start tossing out the date for as long as we are on doing this. To, uh, we're recording today on April 9th, 2020. Um Let's start where we always start today. Uh, Craig, what are you drinking? Today, I have a can from El Segundo Brewing Company called Broken Skull IPA. Where? Is that California? Uh, are they? Or is it Texas? Texas, maybe? Yeah, that sounds like a Texas kind of name, too. Well, it's Stone Cold's uh Oh, this, uh, is, the, beer. this is the Stone Cold beer. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. Have you had it before? I have had it before. And you enjoyed it? I did enjoy it. I'm surprised okay. it was actually here, actually, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, did you uh, did you happen to notice, by the way, the announcement Two Roads is now distributing in Southern California? I saw that. They have hit the other coast. Yeah. That's, uh, so that's impressive. They were in California for a while. I, well, I mean, they still are. Well, yeah, I mean, that now, but now they're distributing in Southern Cal. You mean oh, Colorado. That's, uh, that's awesome. And Colorado, meant, yep. Yeah, Colorado is what I think you meant to say. Yeah, there. that's what I meant, Colorado. It's because okay. I was still looking at the can. That's that's my fault. <laughs> that's fair. Today I am going sober because, um, you know, again, very open on this. My anxiety has been crazy, and usually when I have a, a beer or two and I'm feeling anxious, that's the night I have dreams that I'm in the circus and need to escape because they're coming <laughs> to murder me. Um, I'd say my I'd say my brain chemistry is not a fun place to be. Um, at times like these. So and in the interest of my own mental health and my encouragement to everybody else is make sure you're taking care of your mental health during these very crazy times. I have a diet Pepsi. Excellent. Which I will gladly. And enjoy. just to verify it is in El Segundo is in California as uh, we thought. Okay. That's, you know why is because stone cold is so tied to Texas, to Texas that, you know, and his shows in Texas. So that's it's why called my the Texas rattlesnake. Yeah. Was one of his nicknames. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's uh, let's talk about some hot takes going on. You got to give or receive today. Uh, I will receive. Okay. So I've got a couple of different things, a lot of draft stuff to talk about. And we're going to finally finish our coverage of the AFC West uh, today, which are our uh, Super Bowl Day draft, um, not draft, um, Super Bowl Day drinking ideas. I swear I'm not drinking, folks. But <laughs> my first question for you. There is an article today in The Atlantic – I'm sorry, The Athletic, The Atlantic wow. is a political magazine. <laughs> I swear I'm sober, folks. Just tired. Um, the Athletic is reporting that A.J. Green says he is, quote, fully healthy and is I hope ready so. to play this season in the 2020 season. God willing, we have a season and all this crazy virus stuff comes to pass. Craig – where is AJ Green? And again, this we're recording this in April, so there's a lot that can change. But knowing that AJ Green is healthy, 
does that put him at the wide receiver one or two status for you? Uh, <clears throat> for me, well, I mean, it's a biased answer, but if he is 100%, I think he goes back up to one. Really? Not Michael Thomas one. I guess you can say he's a, a mid-tier one, but yes. Even even though that it looks like there's going to be a change of quarterback? Uh, yes, because if their new offensive line holds together, uh, I think it's going to be a really good combination. Okay. I'm going to put him in the wide receiver two ranks um, because we haven't been able to see him stay healthy because there's a That's change fair. of quarterback. And here's the biggest thing. Not only is he coming back of – all the stars are lining up against him. He's coming back off of a, a major injury where he lost almost an entire season. Or he did lose an entire season. He's coming off of that. His quarterback has changed. He's going to be playing with a new guy for the first time in who knows how long. And three, we don't think there's going to be OTAs and things of that nature um, during this offseason. We may not see real – they may not have a lot of time to practice together because of all the stuff going on with coronavirus. So I think it's kind of a perfect form to kind of hold his numbers down in 2020. So that's why I'm going a little lower. He might be even a wide receiver three when it's all said and done. He might not finish in the top 24 wideouts, but I- I'm going to put him in the wide receiver two. It, we're really going to have to see, you know, we, we, in theory, sitting down in July and August and, well, more mainly August and September to do our fantasy drafts. We're really going to have to see how much practice and offseason activity has taken place before we can really rank a lot of these guys. We typically start our season off with our rankings in July. I'm just going to float this out there right now. We might have to consider pushing back our rankings into like the second half of July, maybe even first week of August, just because we're going to need that extra time based on how much football activity is actually able to occur. That's true. That is very true. That's a good point. Yeah, right. We don't even know if there like a season's going to happen. So, I think a season's going to happen, just like I think a baseball season's going to happen. I think baseball may only be like thirty games this year. That's entirely possible. Which means, what what about the NFL? What if they has? What if they can they have like a eight game season? Like they they can, they can. They've done strike sorting seasons before. It's possible for them to do it. Is it worthwhile to do it? That's up to them. Um. From the owner's perspective, it's abs- anything, any money they can get, they're going to get, you know, and uh, for, and just think about this. I want you to think about this for a second. You're a Yankee fan. Yes. How expensive is it to go to a Yankee game right now, ticket wise? It like, is. It is very expensive. <laughs> now, I mean, unless you get, you know, really upper tier cheap seats, but generally it's expensive. Uh, yes. OK. And if you get those upper tier seats, they're still hard to come by because the Yankees are a big draw or. Usually, I like I, when I go to the Met games nowadays. I have our, our contributor Sean has season tickets. He gets he has like a Saturday package, so he goes to a lot of games. But I go when they're like, it's the twenty second of May. All tickets are twenty twenty two dollars for the next six hours. It's, it's flash deals and stuff like that. Or when I tend to go to New York sporting events, they're not going to have to do that this year if they have a pro uh, a shortened season. You know, if the Mets are only playing twenty home games. The Mets and Yankees are going to sell out all 20 of those games. People are going to be clamoring to go. That's true. I, and. Or actually, after all of this, you think they will? Yes, because I think people will be desperate for a return to normalcy. Fair. People will want Fair things answer. that 
to, to think people want people like people want things to get them out that they're used to doing. They want to feel normal again. Now, here's the other thing. I have no idea what City Field and Yankee Stadium hold off the top of my head. But can you not knowing where we're going to be in terms of social distancing and stuff? Can you sell every seat? Do you have to sell every other seat to encourage some spacing? Do you uh, sell every other row? I mean, we don't know what that's, that's going to look yeah, like. I don't know. But for, for high-demand cities like Chicago, I'm talking high-demand baseball cities, Chicago, New York, uh, the Dodgers, uh, D.C., believe it or not, the, the Nationals are a draw. That I've been to that stadium. I went to a doubleheader there. A re- it was a rescheduled doubleheader that started at 1 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. They were going to do two games. There was nobody there. At one, two o'clock in the afternoon. By really? four o'clock, the place was 75% full. By five o'clock, you could not move in that stadium. As soon as people get out of work, all they did was go down to the go down to National Stadium. Hmm. It was people, and, and by seven o'clock, by se- uh, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, by the time the second game was probably in like the sixth or seventh inning, it was dead again. People come down. It's like a meeting place. It's where people came to congregate after work. I saw people in suits who were walking around with a beer. It was kind of like a happy hour kind of atmosphere. Hmm. So those places will draw. It, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. So all right. So all that was based off an AJ Green question. What have you got for me? Um. <clears throat> so I just saw this uh, before we started recording. As you know. And now this is not to upset Cinch because I'm going to mention Tom Brady. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Yes. Tom Brady had to get a house yes. to live in while he goes there. He's renting a house. He is yes. renting Derek Jeter's mansion. Yes. Now, as you can imagine, Derek Jeter, in his time with the Yankees, made a considerable amount of money. Well, he's a partial owner of the Marlins now. And he owns the Marlins. So yeah. he's... You know, not money is not an issue for him. Correct. So this mansion is very large. It's right on the I water. Saw, I saw the aerial. Yep. It's on the I water. The it has a dock for mm-hmm. your bone boats and whatever. Uh, Tom Brady has realized that this is now a privacy issue. Because he said people are driving up to the dock to try to take pictures of him and his family. Yeah. Miami is not the same. The, the, or the, the Tampa-Miami area... Florida is not the same kind of privacy as you get in Massachusetts, Tom. <laughs> so what do you it's think? Not. Should he stay there? Should he move? Should he put up a fast your cheater if he could put up a fence? Maybe some well, land or, you know, sea mines? He'll probably get some security. Um, and, and he's renting. He's probably, I mean, the question is, does he plan on living there full time? Um, he ha- had property in Massachusetts that he sold. He was linked to property in Connecticut, which was turned out to not be was something he was looking at, but actually did not pursue. The question is he'll buy a house if he plans on staying there now. And that's so that, that I think that the Jeter thing is potentially a short term solution. I think it's a short term solution. I think this is going to be he and his family are going to go down there. They're going to see how they like it. He's going to play two or three more years. If so, and Tampa wants him and he wants to be there, then yeah, he'll buy a house. I'm not re- I'm not reading too. It's just it's a culture adjustment. It's a major culture adjustment. True. You went to college in Michigan, which is very not New England, <laughs> but it's cold and it's remote and people tend to mind their own business. You went you played in Massachusetts, 
where people tend to be, you know, very much kind of New England, stubborn, mind your own business kind of people. Right. Florida is not like that. True. Florida is a, is, is all surfer kids and old people. And <laughs> that's, you know, that's very stereotypical. And I apologize if I just offended anybody with that, but that's, that's what Florida is. You're not going to find privacy in Florida. That's not how the culture of the, the society is down there. So I, I don't know. I don't know what he was expecting. Did he expect he was going to bake muffins for his neighbor and be like, that's it. Everything's fine. I mean, no. What are your no. thoughts? I don't think he's put uh, up defense. Yeah, no, I think he's going to have to, just what you said, realize that stuff is different down there, which, you know, I'm sure he may have known that already and just not thought about having a dock in his backyard. What would happen? <laughs> so yeah. maybe he'll put yeah. up a fence, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. All right, so my last question comes, and this one technically, I'm going to be honest, this one's not a technically a burning hot take because Craig's the one who sent me this. <laughs> so I, I just don't want – I have other stuff on my list, but it's all draft stuff, and I want to keep that separate. A restaurant in Chicago has put up a sign that is encouraging social distancing and using a very topical example on how to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read the sign for our listeners because Craig's already seen it. <laughs> During this coronavirus outbreak, remember to remain at least 10 feet away from others. If you're wondering how far that is, picture a Bears wide receiver and then imagine where Trubisky actually threw the pass. The distance <laughs> is about 10 feet. Craig, fair or foul? They put up, that's, wow, that's harsh. Is that fair? You know, for Chicago, yeah, that's fair. In Chicago, yeah, fa- no problem like, with that. is that because it was in Chicago or I would say New York? If it's in one of those two markets, I'd say that's that's fine. Or that's Philly. not overly harsh. Philly. And Philly. Philly would be worse. I'll add a third one to that. Philadelphia. They're, they're unforgiving there. Those people just – they no. So, uh, yeah. Because so, did you watch the the clip they're referring to? Yes. There's one of the ones where the, the, the receiver is nowhere near and, the, and it ends up in a, a, t- a tiptoe interception. Um. Yeah, I, Trubisky's accuracy is terrible, and there's no question Trubisky at this point is—he's looking over his shoulder. Is Trubisky he's, done? No, 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 he's not. And I'll tell you why: because they've brought in a guy they think will be his successor. This is this is this is bringing in Tannehill to precious pressure Mariota. This is exactly what Tennessee did this year. Tennessee said we have a team that can win now. Our quarterback is supposed to be a franchise guy. But he's never been that. So we're going to hedge our bets. This is everywhere Ryan Fitzpatrick has ever gone. This is Ryan Tannehill <laughs> going to the Titans. This is, And that's what this is. This is what Foles going there is. You are looking over your shoulder. And it's not that – and not every quarterback that ends up in a scenario like this struggles. The Chiefs draft Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith wins 14 games. True. They have a great season. He ends up getting parlayed. He knew the writing was on the wall. He was playing for his next gig, but he saw that. He saw that. This is a little different in that they didn't draft a guy to replace him. The fu- Nick Foles is clearly not, air quotes, the future, but he is the potential present, like Tannehill is. And so this is a clear shot to Trubisky, and this restaurant, I- I'm going to say it's okay. It's harsh. But I'm not going to blame the restaurant 
because they're right on about this. Agreed. So. That they are right, especially if you watch the clip. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I want to move on because there's two major topics I want to hit tonight. Um, I've got some draft stuff, and we've got the AFC West. You know, I guess we can always put off the AFC West because we are actually on a time constraint tonight. I have a date this evening with my wife. Oh. So, yes, we are going, we're doing an online trivia event. Oh, so oh fancy. I, yeah, it's very fancy. Let's talk about the NFL draft because it's what, like a week away? It's a week away. When is the NFL draft? Uh, twenty some two weeks away. I'll ask Siri. When is the NFL it's draft? Three days. It's three days from now. No, no, oh, it's no. over the course of three days. When is the NFL draft? Siri, wake up. <laughs> Siri, Siri, Siri. Um. When is the NFL draft? <laughs> uh, Thursday, April twenty third. I must have her on silent. So that's a week from next Thursday. So we got two weeks. Yep. We got two weeks from yep. today to the NFL draft. Okay. All sorts of stuff going on. Let's start with the I, the first thing, which was that the draft is going to be virtual this year. Yep. All sorts of concerns about this. There is, because um, I would just like to point out a lot of people don't even know how to use their phone. So this is this is a problem for me. I'm going to rant on this. Now right. you have people who are going to have to use a computer to do draft picks. And my concern is Mike Brown is going to sit at a computer, try to log into his Juno account... <laughs> and miss the clock and draft someone we've never heard of. <laughs> I, and I have an issue with this. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is 2020. If you are not retired and you are over the age of six, you need to have basic IT comparative to your level of need. Seven-year-olds can run an iPad and have school from home during this virus. There is no reason that a 50- or 60-year-old coach owner, scout, any of those folks should not be able to use a basic technology. There's <laughs> Welcome no to my excuse. life. <laughs> I know. This is what Craig does for a living. There's no excuse anymore. You have to do this now. You have to. At my agency, we had a woman who retired last year who still typed out forms with a typewriter. On wow, you had forms. a working typewriter? We had a working typewriter. Nice. And the worst part was when somebody finally said to her, why do you use that typewriter? The response was because the company that I'm sending stuff to still wants it in triplicate on a form that they won't provide me electronically. Wow. And so it wasn't even her. So we all for, – for years, we thought, my God, she just needs to get with the times. No, it was this company we were contracting with who were like, you need to send me this in triplicate. Here's carbon copy forms <laughs> for you to use in your typewriter. I'm just like, oh my God, that blows my mind. Sean Payton expressed – or not Sean Payton, John Harbaugh expressed concern about IT professionals coming into his house and hardwiring a computer so that he could participate in the draft because he's worried that person is bringing the coronavirus into his house. I mean he could test him before or he can leave while he's there. Then... Why do you need an IT professional to come into your house? <laughs> I – Yeah. You guys are all using Microsoft Surface tablets on the sidelines. I've watched it. All of you are using it. <laughs> they used to be Every, iPads. Now they used surfaces. to be iPads. Every chance I get on watching an NFL game, I'm seeing a coach running fingers across screens and talking about plays. This isn't hard. Here's what you do. I'm going to solve it for the NFL. 
right now. Roger Goodell, here's what you do. You send Surface tablets to every single person preloaded with remote access software. You then put a note in the box that says, hey, stupid, comma, <laughs> turn this on and press the connect button. It will then signal an IT person who can remote in and say, who am I talking to? What team are you with? Hold on. I'll set up your settings. And it's done. It can all be done remotely now, folks. It can. It it can all – no one needs to come into your house. You need to pick up a box off of the front step, disinfect what comes out the box, and you're okay. <laughs> and then just turn it on. It could not be simpler. And that's why I blow my – I don't want IT pro- – why do you need an IT professional to come into your house? That should be the least of your worries. You know what I'm worried about? Hackers. <laughs> yeah, Hackers. yeah. All of a sudden, the draft just turns off. Or all of a sudden, whatever stream is going on or ESPN is showing us, and all of a sudden, some kid in Texas decides it's funny and interrupts the stream and puts porn in its place. Because that could happen. It can happen. It absolutely can happen. I am more worried about the NFL managing this on their end with the tech professionals than I am the, – the, listen, Andy Reid said it on a, on a, a, a remote to a radio station the other day. He's working out of his basement on his computer. He's working out of his base. That's fine. The biggest concern we should have with this is that kids are going to run in while you're doing a remote with Mel Kuyper. <laughs> that should be that your dog is going to knock something over while you're discussing something with a draft pick. That should be the concern. That should be a concern. The yeah, league is I'm, already. I'm glad Zach Taylor is, you know, in his upper 30s since he has to do this. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe he will have a clue. Andy Reid is older, and he's figuring it out. John Harbaugh is younger than Andy Reid. Don't sit there and tell me if Andy Reid can figure something out with a computer that John Harbaugh can't. Seriously. Seriously. (laughs) You know what you do? Hire one millennial, test him, quarantine in between now and the draft, (laughs) bring him into your house, do it that way. Bring in one millennial. That's it. And that could be the guy's title. There it is. Millennial. (laughs) <laughs> Every team gets to hire one millennial, and and that's a title, not the person. Not saying they have to be a person. It's just saying that it's gonna be you know the Ravens millennial, and have them set up your software, and have them sit there and operate the computer while you talk on your landline to somebody about whether or not you're gonna draft them. I mean, the league has already declined to add time to the pick clock. Teams have advocated for that. Um, they are considering adding extra drafts to this pick uh, after extra picks to this draft. So let's flip that around. Um, because I think it was the Pittsburgh Steelers who said, listen, if we can't scout and we can't meet with folks face to face, maybe we should consider like extending our rosters temporarily until we can. And the league seems amenable to that. I'm fine with that. No, I'd be okay with that. I think that's a fantastic idea. Honestly, I really do. Um, and the league is going to use this opportunity to do fundraising. They said they announced that yesterday that they're going to do some fundraising and and, uh, partner with six um, nonprofits that are helping with virus relief in an effort to help out folks uh, who are affected by the COVID virus. So I like that. I like that a great deal. I like that a great deal. So the virtual draft does not worry me. The concerns I'm having about the virtual draft and the concerns I'm hearing about the virtual draft are stuff we can overcome, folks. I, I'm not I, – I am by no means a computer expert. No means a computer No, expert. I've seen I've seen Britt yell at his computer. If you've watched me try to work with Alexa – 
you know I have some issues with technology. I have I, I, I frequently text Craig, I can't find this on my iPhone, but I work through it. It's not going to be perfect right off the bat. This is the this is the world we're living in. This is the world we're living in. Figure it out. Jerry Jones has like 12 kids. Three of them work for the Cowboys. They're all in their 30s or 40s. One of them can set up a computer for dad. <laughs> That's it. Or you know what? FaceTime with him and just put the phone off next to it and you work the computer. And Jerry can scream into Jerry Jones's iPhone. <laughs> so, all right. More news about the draft. Yeah. Rumor on the street. Detroit is trying to trade down from the three pick. Really? They do not want the three pick. Why? Uh, now, so the, so the grain of salt you have to take this with is it's Ian Rappaport is reporting it. And we all know that my opinion of Ian Rappaport is that he is wrong as many times as he is right. But he does tend to report things that, you know, he tends to be the first guy out there. And that's really why his accuracy is not as good as some of the other folks. I've said before in this ca- this ca- this podcast, Adam Schechter is my my Mendoza line. You gotta you gotta be better than Schechter, um, which most folks are not. So Detroit trading down. So that would be the three pick. At that point, Joe Burrow is going to be off the board, and the consensus seems to be, although Washington has said nothing. That they're going to go after the kid from Ohio State. I think his name is Chase Young. I have, I'm bad with the draft names yet. I'm still doing my yeah, draft the stuff. Yeah, the defensive end. Yeah, he's an edge rusher. He's fast. I've seen some of the clips on this kid. I've started doing some draft prep. Yeah, there were some arguments that Bengals should draft him first, and uh, that's a hard no. He's an amazingly talented player, but the Bengals don't need that right now. It's, it's not as part pertinent a need. You know, I, I, I get that. Um, so Detroit now is sitting at three and saying – the guys we like, we think are going to be around a little bit later. There's a lot of defensive talent and a lot of wide receiving talent in this draft. A lot, in my opinion. A, a lot of defensive talent. This is going to be a defense-heavy draft. There's three or four quarterbacks to watch, and clearly Detroit has no interest in them. Craig, who would want to trade up to that three spot to possibly grab um, a, a Herbert or a Tua or uh, which of the guy love from Utah State, who's looking? Who's looking at that spot and going, "Hmm, let's talk about a trade, hmm. Detroit." Uh, uh, maybe the Dolphins, maybe the Jags. Well, the Dolphins are drafting at four. There are, and I keep hearing rumors that they want the one pick, which I don't think is going to happen. That because that that would mean that means they want um, Burrow. They want what's that? Burrow, Burrow, Joe Burrow. Yeah, they want Burrow. That would be the only reason they want the one pick. But since he, since he would have to rob them blind. So the rumor is the the Dolphins would give the Bengals because the Dolphins have like I don't know they have like twelve picks this year. Yep. Um, three. They would give them three first round picks. Oh my god! And so their that's first so- round pick next year. Three first round picks this year. Yeah, because they have several from trades they did. And that's including the number four overall? Yes. So the Bengals would be picking up a total of four picks, three in the first round this year and one in next year's draft, just to move down three spots and not get the exact quarterback they wanted. That's the rumor. Because it, So play it out. Miami goes to one. They're taking Burrow. Yep. Young is going at two. 
Detroit trades down, you got to think that that means that someone's trading up to get one of the quarterbacks. They're either trading up for Herbert or Tua. Since he gets the other guy, would you would you be willing to acquire three or four more picks and go down from Burrow to Tua? Um, now that Tua failed a physical, no. My preference would be Herbert. But if but, Herbert uh, goes at three because Detroit trades down, True. If Herbert's sitting there at four, if Detroit doesn't trade, Detroit's not taking a quarterback. Neither well, are the Giants. And neither are the Giants. The Giants are four? No, the Giants are five, right? The Giants are four. Dolphins are five, I think. Do- all right, so it Giants are taking around. a quarterback. I don't think Detroit is looking at a quarterback yet. I don't. I don't think they'd be looking to trade down if they wanted to draft quarterback this year. So, yeah, it's just I'm not convinced Burrow is going to be that rock solid. If you could, If you could convince me – that Herbert's going to be there at six, I would say do it in a heartbeat because I would do it. Yeah, that would be, that that would be extremely hard to walk away from to give up, to give up the first pick and you get back four first round picks and still get the position, a a quality player at the position you need. I mean, using the Madden scale of one to a hundred, you know, people are pricing Burrow at like a 95 out of a hundred but Herbert's probably like an 89 or a 90. He's not like a significant drop-off. He's no. probably not as good. But, you know, again, don't forget, Mitchell Trubisky was higher rated than Patrick Mahomes in the draft. That's right, Sean. Remember that. <laughs> Mahomes was passed over by several teams. So, I, yeah. I don't know. And, and that let me to the next thing, which is the Tua thing. So, Mike Lombardi is now reporting that there is an extensive injury history which has been you know shoved under the rug because it didn't cause him to miss games according to Mike Lombardi who if, if you're you're saying there to say to yourself that name sounds familiar but who the hell is Mike Lombardi he worked in the front office of four or five different organizations and now he has a podcast and he does scouting he knows a lot of people in the industry he's reporting that there were two wrist breaks that wow. his wrist ha- broke in a preseason had to be reset, but they were able to secure it and he was able to play through it. And then it broke again later that same year and they reset it again. Was it his throwing wrist? <clears throat> I have no idea. I didn't, I, it did not specify which wrist. He's right-handed, right? I think maybe it said left wrist. Yeah. I think it said left wrist, which would make a lot of sense. I can't imagine you would break your right wrist and, and be able to play without like some sort of significant, you know, extension to like mechanical thing. So, He's he's putting out there that the problem isn't that Tua got hurt. Is the problem is that Tua has been getting hurt, and that because he has not missed games because of these injuries, that it doesn't um, count. That yeah, that hasn't had didn't have to be reported. It didn't have to be reported because he was never scratched. So Alabama supposedly uh, Alabama, right? I got the right school. Again, I'm not a college guy. Tua went to Alabama. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I just want to make sure I'm getting it right. The college game is is beyond me. It's beyond me. I went to UConn, folks. Talk to me about basketball when you want to talk about college sports. <laughs> um, but they're saying that there's a significant injury history here, and it's starting to come out. And now the Dolphins are starting to rethink their strategy. So, so I'm hearing from you that Dolphins are inquiring about the one pick. Maybe the Dolphins – do the Dolphins stand pat – at six and end up, is it six? They're five. Uh, the Dolphins? <clears throat> yeah, I should have this in front of me and I don't. I apologize. Uh, the Dolphins right now are at five. Five. The Dolphins take Herbert at five? 
I mean, they could. I think it sounds like a better fit. I mean, this kid obviously has some exceptional skills, but because no one else really needs a quarterback other than the Bengals. I mean, the Redskins already have five quarterbacks in their roster. Oh, there is another. Oh, there is another. There's actually two other in the top five in the well, number six. I just pulled up the draft order. It's just because I, I need it. The L.A. Chargers absolutely are looking at a quarterback if one of those guys is still there. And I think they're banking on it because I think they're thinking like we are. The one pick is going to be a quarterback. The five pick is going to be a quarterback. The Dolphins and Bengals both want a quarterback. But the Lions, Giants do not. Oh, and the Redskins <clears throat> do not. So as a result, one of those three will drop to us. And I think the Chargers are absolutely thrilled with whichever name of those three drops to them. I don't think they care. I think no, I don't think such, they can be really picky at this point. I, I'm sure they have an order, but in their minds, it's what it's best available. It's got to be best available if all three of them are there, which means if I'm the Giants or the Lions, this is where that whole rumor about the Lions trading comes in. If I'm the Giants or the Lions, trading down looks really good. Because if I'm sitting there, like, let's see, other teams that might be looking at quarterback, cough, the Raiders. They are, folks. What about the Jags? The Jaguars? The Jags are at nine. Carolina is at seven. Are they looking to draft their future in this draft? Who's, who's there? Bridgewater? Where? Is that who went there? The Carolina. Uh, yeah, he went there. Yeah. Bridgewater ain't your long-term solution. But so is Tyrod Taylor the solution in L.A.? No, absolutely not. I, I don't think so. If they think so, then God bless them. Maybe they, <laughs> they, they, they're the professionals, and they obviously are working with this guy. They know more than we do. I don't see it. I don't see it. So I, the Detroit Lions, I think, are genius to let this float out there because if I'm the Raiders, if I'm the Jaguars, I'm on their phone. You know who else should be on the phone to them? And I don't think they have the capital to pull it off because, again – and I, I know Cinch and Adam would have a fit if I said this, but I'm going to say it. The New England Patriots should be on the telephone. They should. They probably don't have the draft capital to make it happen, but yeah. a rookie quarterback would help with their capo so well. That would. I just, I, I just think I just think it's it's something they could do. It's something they could do, but we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I'm I'm way down on Tua. What What is your thoughts on this? So let's – Let's I, because Burrow's a couple one. years ago, I started following college football a little bit more. And two was really talented. But after that hip injury, it was like, if you were to watch it, it was really bad. So I'm impressed. He's, more. Yeah, I'm impressed. He's come as far as he has, like with his rehab. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now all this other stuff is coming out about him being broken. And I think that's really going to hurt his, this definitely going to hurt his value of where he gets picked. He's still mm-hmm. going to get, drafted but i don't think it's going to be as high as originally people thought so so we there's four names that i keep seeing out there and they're burrow herbert Tua. i'm never going to try Tua's last name so I'm, I'm never going to get it and this love dude um dude love no not not dude love <laughs> this guy i what is his name mike love no isn't he is mike love isn't he one of the beach boys <laughs> maybe NFL <laughs> draft QBs. All right, here Mike we go. Love, defensive end. No, no, no. He's not a defensive end. He's a quarterback. Oh. The guy I'm thinking of is a quarterback. Oh, man. Um, the hell I'm is he? Sure. 
Oh, man. Can I sort this list by just quarterbacks? You cannot. Uh, Jordan Love. There, there it is. There you go. Jordan. His name is Jordan. CBS has him only one notch behind Justin Herbert. They have Herbert as the 18th best prospect in this draft, and they have Love at 19. He is right there. So my question is this, and they, uh, just for, for – uh, they have Joe Burrow as the number two overall prospect. They have him behind Chase Young. They have Tua at number five overall. So it's Burrow, Tua, Love, and Herbert. Obviously, Burrow's the one everybody's talking about, right? Right. But do you put – who do you put at two? Do you put Herbert at two because you're worried about Tua? Uh, I would have to now. And now the, the question becomes – are you so worried about Tua that you put him behind Jordan Love? Mm, I would have to see like medical reports. I don't think Tua. I don't think Tua falls that far. I don't think he falls that far. I think Tua is going to end up being the third quarterback taken. I think he's going to the Chargers. I think you're going to see Jordan Love end up sliding down to the Raiders, and then you're not going to hear a quarterback's name for about three days. Oh. I'm looking down the list. Well, the next quarterback on the list in terms of ranking is number 41 is Jacob Eason out of Washington. So in theory, second round, I I think he slides. I think he ends up sliding just because there's so much depth at all the other positions and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> That's what I've got so far for the draft. I have started looking I just, at the draft. Um, actually, I just saw a headline saying that A.J. Dillon is going to go in the third round. A.J. Dillon. I don't see that at all. Uh, I'm trying to remember who A.J. Dillon is. Don't tell me. At, okay. Uh, is he, he wide out? No. No? Who no. is he? Yeah, I played for Boston College. He's a junior. He rushed for 1,600 yards. The running back? Yes. I'm not even seeing him on this list. I'm shocked. I'm not even. Unless there's I, another I reason I don't, a reason I'm not aware of, but I can't see him going that late. Prospect drank. Oh, here we go. I can sort this. Oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't want all. Oh, CBS. Why <laughs> now you're you witnessing take... Brit with technology. <laughs> this is CBS's fault. The freaking page is still loading because it's insisting I watch some sort of stupid video for Reese's mini eggs. <laughs> well, do you want them now? Oh, I do. Well, I have some in the kitchen, so oh, all right. I don't really need them. All right, here we go. Running backs. Uh, AJ Dillon, I've got him as the 11th best running back and number 155 overall, according to CBS. Hmm. So that's that's way after that's fifth round. That's wow. that would be a little shocking if, to me. Is I mean, there's there's some there's not a ton of running back. Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin is really strong He's looking. He's going to be the first one that goes. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, very strong. Um, I'm kind of a fan of the Zach Moss kid out of Utah. I've seen him play a little bit. I thought he was pretty good, um, and he's he's wily for his size. He's only 5'9", 223, um, so he's more of a smaller fullback-ish. But A.J. Dillon's, uh, you know, he's got the prototype. He's 6 feet tall. He's 247 pounds. I mean, he should be. If you look at the, if you look at like stat list, AJ Dillon mm-hmm. was the fourth ranked quarterback in college last year. Running back, I mean. Running back. I, I just, yeah, I, I, I just see, I don't see a lot of running back talent in this pool, so I think that's going to help him. No, slide a the lot highest. of them actually, a lot of them are juniors. Yes, 
and the highest ranked running back overall is uh, Taylor at 32. There are one, two, three, four wideouts that are considered more or better prospects. I am very curious to see where C.D. Lamb goes out of Oklahoma. Hmm. I've watched a little bit of the tape on this kid. It's not hard to find tape on him because he catches everything you throw at him. He reminds me a lot of kind of a Randy Moss type. 6'2", he, he can just – I don't see him jump for a lot of balls I did, in the, the stuff I've seen so far, but he's got great hands. You know Randy Moss's son is going to the draft and he's a tight end? No kidding. Yeah. I'll have to look him up again. The other guy I want to mention that is uh, Alabama's Jerry Judy. That guy, again, that, that guy's going to be – I think he's going to be really, really good. Thaddeus Moss <laughs> is a sophomore. He's coming out after his second year. Uh, I don't know. What would you wow. do? That is, is a kid would who you just, go, Would you wait till your senior year? I, it would depend on my development. It would depend on what the league needed. That kid looked around and went, Jason Witten? Really? I could do this. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the list of kids coming out of tight end. I mean, I don't know any of these guys. Um, I wouldn't know Thaddeus Moss unless you said his name. I know Jacob Breeland out of Oregon, but I think yeah. he's as much um, a product Zach, of the system. Uh, what's his last name in Michigan? He was pretty good. Zach in Michigan. Zach in Michigan, you're up next. <laughs> oh. Uh, I see Sean McKeon out of Michigan. Well, maybe he didn't go into the draft. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe not. But, I mean, I just, I'm starting to really look at some of the stuff. I am really excited about some of the defensive players in this draft. There are three – there are anywhere from three to six cornerbacks that could go in the first round. I mean, and they're all – Trevon Diggs out of Alabama I think is going to be phenomenal. Uh, Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State is, I mean, clearly the, the best of the bunch. But this is just a – this is a great year. What? What do you think the Chiefs are going to draft? The Chiefs are going to look offensive line or defense. All right. No question in my mind. And they re-signed, they re-signed uh, Rashard Breland. So they signed him to a one-year deal. Um, I think that just happened yesterday. But I definitely think the Chiefs are – the Chiefs' first preference is probably defensive uh, because they've lost a lot of their defensive guys. They brought in Frank Clark, and he's going to cost them. Um, but they you know, they got rid of Justin Houston. They got rid of, uh, of Ford – um, they, they've got to, they've got to make some uh, some adjustments there. So, but Craig, we need to wrap it up because I have a date. You do. So on to final thoughts, Craig. What's your final thought this week? Final thoughts. Um, even though all the days start to blend into one long day, we do appreciate the downloads and uh, hope yes, it's just you know it's a little uh, you know put your mind at uh, rest and take a break. I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass my wife right now. She got up this morning, looked at me, and went, "Is today Thursday?" <laughs> you know, any other time I would be like, are you, are you developing some sort of, you know, memory <laughs> disorder? But no, I was like, yes, I had to remind myself today was Thursday as well. <laughs> so no, I'm yeah, but that's the, the days are blending together. My final thought is Craig and I, in an effort to try and break up the monotony next week, we are going to do a special Facebook live event. Um, Facebook tells me that I can do a live event with two different locations simultaneously. Really? That that's the internet is telling me this. Hmm. I found multiple videos on how you do it. All right, we will try to find out if it works. Um, and and we're gonna we're gonna hold a live event next Wednesday, which would be the fifteenth, uh, at six p.m. on Facebook. So go to our Football Fig Nuts podcast page. 
like us there and you will start to see our notifications and get some questions ready because we're just basically going to do a live episode where we're going to plan a lot of flexible topics. And if people start writing in with questions, we're going to stop our flexible topics and start asking, start answering your questions. So it's very early to start talking about fantasy football. But listen, what else you got to do? That's true. I'm bored. It's very true. If I'm home and bored, you must be home and bored. So (laughs) come join us and we'll be bored together. There you go. It's funny. I'll tell you one quick last story. The bare naked ladies are all in different places. This is their downtime of the year. The spring is their downtime because they usually record in the fall or fall winter months. And then they have a big tour. So March, April-ish, they're usually with their families and doing their own thing. They logged on the other day, all four members of the Bare Naked Ladies, in different locations and played a couple songs together. And they opened it by saying, we're doing this because we know people are home and bored. And we know people are home and bored because we are home and bored. And so if you're home and bored, come join us. Some lighthearted football talk. Bring your love of David Johnson we will bring our hatred of David Johnson. Come on and tell us uh, why you think Tom Brady is going to win a title with Tampa Bay. I'll tell you why he's not going to win a title with Tampa Bay. Um, we will, we will start working on those things. Definitely. And if you're desperate, bring us your dynasty questions. We will answer dynasty questions, prepare for a bad answer. So there you go. with that being said, please leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Thank you for joining us. We will be back next week. We will do the live Facebook episode, and we'll probably do a regular episode at some point next week. In addition to that, we'll base that on the news. We're not going to keep to a set cycle um, uh, during the the outbreak because if stuff happens, we're both available. We're going to jump on it. If nothing happens, then we'll just focus on the Facebook Live and see you guys then. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <clears throat>